Love that company. <laughs> Shout out to 3M. You know the yeah. 3M fight song? Yeah. <laughs> Go 3M, let's win the game. No. I got nothing. I'm just. I'm gonna let you sing. Yeah. I'm gonna take a drink Great. of this beer. I'm gonna go get my mandolin and really, really go crazy. You're listening to Stonecast, curling in the Twin Cities with Jordan Wickland and Christopher Listening. Today we speak with Chris Houghton, a nominee for the St. Paul Curling Club Board of Directors. Uh, I'm here. This is Chris Listney with Stonecast. I'm here with Chris Houghton, board nominee for the St. Paul Curling Club. We're in my dungeon here, as Jordan likes to call it, and we're drinking a Boilermaker. So, Unmixed. I read your bio at the club. I don't remember all of it, but... Good, um, either do I. You, um, When I first read it, it made it sound like you've been at St. Paul for three years. That's but, true. But you've curled a lot longer than that, Yeah, and you... You've been on the board of another curling club, which I thought was interesting in your bio. You didn't like disclose, didn't disclose the curling. Yeah, club. it's no secret. Uh, right. Well, we what can is get it? into that? What yeah. is? What it's is a it? whole long topic, so I don't know if you want to break into it. Yeah, no. well, tell me about your background in uh, curling. Yeah, uh, started in college as the bio starts, and uh, it was just four buddies who needed something to do at the ice arena at random two thirty a.m. Uh, time slots and it was that and broom ball so we played both of them you curled at 2 30 a.m uh yeah the time i was at iowa state yeah they would uh give it to intramurals throughout this the winter or i guess whenever they had ice and i think the times were something two to six a.m they had full volunteer staff and everything that's college life well yeah and we had uh oddly enough if anyone has played at dakota curling club down in burnsville which is where i am on the board hmm. they had the lines and the ice as well down there but they were just really thin markers they weren't painted circles. so you curl at the dakota curling club i do now yeah well it's arena ice so that's the first and most obvious yeah. difference um so i actually enjoy doing the whole ice prep i think what dakota prides itself on is teaching people how to get into the game. So it's all beginner style in terms of getting people to join. And part of that is learning what goes into setting up the ice. We essentially have an hour or so before games start to have from figure skating and Zamboni to curling. Uh, so that part of it's actually pretty fun if you have enough help. What, uh, what do you have to do to do that? Like, what are the steps for... Uh, with, without getting granted. into too many proprietary secrets here. Oh, um, <laughs> let me get you another Boilermaker. Yeah. We'll get, we'll crack open that vault of knowledge. No, so our, our main obstacle is that our stones are not kept on the ice. Uh, that we have to go from storing them off the ice next to the boards. At that point, uh, it's just a matter of getting those on the ice. And then, of course, they're warm, so there's a melt factor. That can cause pretty significant ruts. I mean, we're talking inches deep if you leave them for more than 15 minutes. Uh, so the job involves moving stones around, putting hacks in. So they have our lines in the same way you see like basketball and volleyball lines mixed. So we're mixed with hockey 
and then they have drill marks that are lined up for the back line to the all you got to do is center it and put it in and then there's just a process of melting them in every week hmm. that's pretty cool how long have you curled there uh at dakota itself i think seven or eight years somewhere in there how long have has Dakota been around? I believe the first year was 2008. What's the, the social scene around the around that curling club? A like, lot different. A lot of people don't even know or understand why broomstacking is broomstacking. So it's a matter of just trying to get people to come out, and we do as much as we think we should. And You know, on a, on a side note, last weekend I went to Omaha. That new arena, did you see that front room with curling in it? No. Oh my gosh. Okay, keep going. I, well, I missed I missed out on something. Mm-hmm. Um, we did stop on Chas- to, in, in the Chaska Curling Club on the way out. University of Nebraska Omaha, which is not Nebraska. Lincoln. Yeah. yeah, it's just the Omaha chapter. They now have a new hockey arena, yeah, brand new this season, almost the size of Mariucci. I believe it's like eight eighty five hundred capacity. In the front entrance of it is this like three-story glassed public ice skating rink. That's not a hockey rink. It's but it's big enough. I think they have five or six sheets on it, and I believe they're full size. What yeah. does um? I I don't know. I really like ice. Ice I think is interesting. Yeah. Uh, but I'm kind of a newer curler, so I don't have a lot of experience. But I have very when they do ice. Zamboni like on arena ice. The, so the is it zambonying of the ice that's bad as opposed to shaving it? Well, okay, so it, it's a basically a three part process there. Um, let's say you have figure skaters; all they do is spin some divots into center ice, and yeah, it's it's horrid. Uh, so they have to do a wet pass, which is basically emptying the water tanks, flooding the ice completely. At that point, if you're lucky, it will fill in all of those cracks. And you'll get something that's considered smooth enough. At that point, then they can do a dry scrape, which does work. But they're still, because they're using the same line as they do with the water uh, most of the time. There's a couple drivers who we know who actually do a real good job. No, who understand curling and what we're trying to do. And they'll drive up and down center on each sheet so that the blade is centered. But that's a whole different argument. <laughs> so the dry, that dry, what do you call it? A dry? Dry scrape. Dry scrape. That's on a Zamboni? Yeah, it's the Zamboni blade. Uh, so, so that's like you see in St. Paul, like Craig will come out with that little device. It's a, that's it's got, a large it's sim- ice king. It's yeah. similar like to that. Yeah. Uh, you're, yeah, there's the nipper, which is the little one they do before the game. Mm-hmm. And then there's the Ice King, which are the you know, machine-powered. And then we actually have both a Nipper and an Ice King. And when we can get the Zamboni to do what we would prefer, uh, it's actually very, very flat, very nice ice. Uh, not perfect, but I, I would call it a little more natural. And uh, that's always been my argument for why I enjoy it, is because it is changing every week in a sense you have to read the ice and learn the ice every week and yeah it can become frustrating but you really learn how to read the ice so you're thinking that um, if you get elected on the board you'll probably be on the ice committee well that would be where i think i would be best suited i find the uh, ice guys at saint paul although they're pretty friendly to me but when i first started they weren't very friendly (laughs) and i got like yelled at for not cleaning the ice properly or not yelled at but quietly yelled at and passive uh, aggressively yeah 
But last year, I you know I actually learned to curl, but you know Scott Belvich kind of taught me to curl because I'd go over there That's and a great teacher. I was I got over there to practice, and he would be like, "Yeah, you're doing that completely wrong." Yeah, I I got lucky getting into St. Paul. Tell me more. Uh, anyone who knows Lane knows Lane. His his memory is just crazy. I don't know who Lane Rosen is. Oh, uh, that's surprising to me. People who might possibly be listening to this are probably hopefully laughing because they know Lane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he. I used to actually work with him through uh, some sister companies. Helped him uh, configure email on his phone, etc. From there, he remembered two years later that I had curled before. He needed a guy to fill out his team. I said, sure, why not? Let's figure it out. And I said, you know, I've only curled here. I've done it for this many years. He's like, ah, whatever. And uh, said, come out and try it. And uh, here we are three years later. Yeah, so are you Did you? Are you in playdowns? We uh, have enough trouble getting four every week with a five-player team uh, that playdowns are essentially... So you guys and, decided not to do it? Yeah, we uh, just... Don't have enough time. It is kind of stressful to find find players and. Well, the issue with playdowns, and not to criticize the system because it's worked for years, and I'm not trying to, but you know, if if you have Thursday scheduled out, you know when you're playing. Yep. Uh, some people have Tuesday night already scheduled out, so knowing that it's a very big deterrent to a yeah. team that can barely put three on the ice every week. You know, I would guess turnout is a lot better if you held it on the night of your league and somehow had a champion that could then decide. Yeah. But it's pretty cool. It's I cool. think it's cool that there's like 200-some teams. Yeah. Oh, and with 200 teams, yeah, I think that's amazing. I, that's kind of the only way to have a, a real fun tournament because uh, yeah. you've already played with your league all season. Well, again, I don't even know how the system works because our team has never participated and I've never been asked to sub otherwise. So, Are you only on one team? Right now. Well, and you're registered as a lead? Registered as a lead, yes. So that makes you a hot commodity in the playdowns because <laughs> you can play any position. Well, yeah, and, and oddly enough, our team rotates throughout the year because uh, we really do have three, three and a half skips. I'm the half. Hmm. <laughs> that's what my teammates would say. I like that rotating. I think that that's kind of fun. Yeah, it's win until you, or skip until you lose. Um, we start the season with Matt because it's his team. And uh, from there, it's just a matter of who feels like playing what. And, Is uh, there any acrimony or are you guys all pretty cool about it? Yeah, I think everyone is just out there to curl either way. No one bitches about sweeping. Uh my teammates like to make fun of me for the lack of sweeping, uh, but I think I'm trying. Hmm. Just, just hard, hard enough that uh, I don't need to take if any. Crap if you don't fall it. over or burn a rock, you're doing well. Exactly, that's how I feel. If uh, as long as I'm not screwing up the rest of the game, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, I like that though. When, when t- personally, I like that when teams give people good natured fun. You know, oh yeah, that's, I think that's the best part it, of curling. Sometimes people take it really seriously. There was a, a discussion, one of the interviews, I cut this out of the interview, it was like a several minute discussion about the etiquette of putting the the, the score up, like when the third is supposed yeah. to put the score up, <laughs> and I wasn't entertained by it, so I cut it out. Um, but I think I'm going to bring it back 
because I was at the table last night. I was talking to Mark Wilmer, who I've never met before, and uh, but I wanted to introduce myself because he said some nice things about our podcast. He said, oh, yeah, I haven't listened to that last one. And I said, oh, well, you were mentioned in it. You should. And I said, but I cut out this big section about scoring. And all of a sudden the table like just erupted in conversation. I wish I could have recorded it. Yeah. And he, he, what he said was classic. He said, well, to me, the it depends on who I'm playing. If I'm playing uh, Scott, Scott Willard's team and I score a big end, I want to get that thing up there right away. I smack it on the thing. I want it to make sound. If I can get it to swing back and forth... And I was like, well, I think there might be something there. Yeah. Uh, Do you know any jokes? Nothing I can uh, repeat. Come on. If it's really offensive, I'll just cut it out. I had asked Siri for a joke the other day. The past, the present, and the future walk into the bar. It's a tense situation. I noticed you said you had some IT background. I know that there, there's a lot of, I'm sure that they've got, they would like help on the computer side. And I think you mentioned that. Yeah, that's my profession. That's what I'm paid to do. I have as much knowledge as uh, I think could be necessary for certain implementations of uh, any upgrades that people might be thinking. I'm personally impressed with the uh, the camera system they have at St. Paul right now. I think that's top quality for what it is. Yeah, the screens could be improved. I think the well, and that's kinda... just you know an upfront cost. Um, yeah. That's where I think my experience on being on a board with a limited budget really does at least prepare me for making bigger decisions like new TVs or something like that. Yeah, uh, I think that's a great setup as it is. I think you want people watching the curling more than you want them watching TV, of course. So, yeah, I, I mean, bigger TVs maybe per sheet to have a better view for people sitting across the room, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think we need more TVs showing. I think it would be cool if they could, if you could uh, record your game. Yeah. I'm kind of a dork, but if Jordan was here, he would have some smart ass comment right there. <laughs> I, I would just like don't it. know you well enough yet. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> let her, let her fly, let her fly. I skip on Tuesdays. I'm a new skip. I make a lot of mistakes. I'm the type that if I could go home that night and watch my game, just kind of track the ends and be like. Okay, that I made a mistake on. I have kind of a good memory, but... Yeah, I mean, the video um, equipment's the most expensive part. It would be relatively very cheap to install equipment to take the video feed that's already there and record it and put it on the internet in some way. Yeah, I think the uh, limiting factor is you need somebody to do the work. From my experience at Dakota, which is purely run on volunteerism, it's kind of the culture. Uh, there's a long backstory to uh, my life before college, which included living in Europe. So on their version of ESPN called Eurosport, uh, there would be curling all the time. Yeah. And, Where, and, whereabouts in, in Europe and Why? <laughs> military family not a military family diplomat That's not a diplomat spy no but that would be diplomat i think oh but your the next one should be the correct one professional athlete ex expatriate professional that got transferred um so essentially my mom was here at 3m uh, was offered another a, 3m connection yeah well it's minnesota yeah that's how it works You'd be amazed at the worldwide network of 3M. Yeah. Your mom gets transferred over to 
Brussels, Belgium. So you've been to probably been to Bruges. Of course. Yeah. Have you seen that movie in, best... in Bruges? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a great movie. It's Well, it's funny, for sure. Yeah. I love that movie. It's so beautiful. <laughs> well, the, just watching it without sound would be good enough. You'd think it was a great movie just, yeah. just Here, I'll cue it. it up here. It's a great movie. But, uh, yeah, we would take visitors to Bruges for the day, and we would rent bikes from the, the guy with the door open in the corner, you know, in the city wall. And literally, the walled city is the... The whole that is Bruges, and it wasn't it like like one of the only cities in Europe to not get decimated by bombing. Yeah, I believe everything is mostly intact. I don't know the specifics about that, but I believe that it was probably spared because it was just so close to the coast. I'm sure one and of our think, six listeners will yeah email in a correction. <laughs> yeah, I I honestly thought Antwerp was the best city in Belgium in terms of having some fun as a kid. Did they have uh when you went to school there did they have curling in the uh in the school like No, they didn't have any organized curling that I, I was I aware think that's of. really cool. Like my uh, cabin's in is near Fort Francis, which is just on the other side of International Falls. And I think a lot of Canadian towns like their high schools have yeah, high and... school curling. Well, I know they did here because uh, Matt Kramer's my skip was uh, in state championships hmm. as a high scorer. For those who don't know him, he was in Virginia at the time. And I don't even—he's a bit older than me. I'm not going to try and age him or date him in this, but uh, yeah, it was a little bit ago. I've heard a story or two that he might have beaten John Schuster in high school a few times. But you know what? You can like I—I've beat teams uh, that are seriously obviously better than I am you know yeah. you never know what's going to happen well and that again that's why I love St. Paul is you play people who know what they're doing in all aspects of the game yeah and the culture here is just what I like about curling cuz yeah it's serious when you're actually in your shot but off the ice and the camaraderie I don't usually drink much before really? there have been circumstances where I've subbed in on a team and I notice that the team is soused or they've been partying. So then I'll go up and I'll get a whiskey. And I do like the feeling though. Like last week I had a big, big fall, uh, because I, I don't know if this is right, but I got, there. are you okay? Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's okay. Like what happens. I fell okay. and everybody came flying over. Are you okay? Are you okay? And apparently it was loud enough that, uh, uh that the woman in this movie is very attractive. Um, and she's spunky too. I like that. But I, um, so I drank this and if St. Paul, if you order a whiskey ahead of time, they pour a heavy drink. I usually get it without ice and they pour a heavy drink. So when I put that back, if, um, I can feel myself getting more intoxicated while I'm curling. So I came out of the hack, you know, and I slid out and I was like, I slid out at an angle and I was like, wow, I'm really, I'm really out of balance. Yeah. I do and then that I, without I, being I, drunk. I stood up, I wasn't drunk, but then I stood up and being, I'm like, wow, I'm really out of balance. I stood up and went, Whoo, wham. And I landed on my elbows and I bruised both my elbows, which Ooh. I didn't hit my head though. So I was good. Have you done any bond spiels? Just a few. Uh, most of them. I, I do the pirate spiel at Dakota every year just cause I like setting up the ice. What's that? I've never even heard of that. Uh, so every September on International Talk Like a Pirate Day, 
Saturday, <laughs> there was a pirate spiel, and there's a whole bit about pirate costumes and pirate voices and lots of prizes type stuff, and uh, it's a good way to start off your your season with a warm up. You know. I've got a moral question for you. So imagine this. In Canada, I think the drinking age in Ontario is 17. It used to I think it was when I was a kid. I don't know if it still is. It, say you were hosting some junior curlers from Canada. Okay. And they were curling say at Chaska or St. Paul or wherever for some junior bond spiel. And uh, they're in Canada and, and they're like 18, 19. So they, I mean, obviously they're Canadian. They've been drinking since they've been like 10. Right. At the but latest. you know that they're like, in, in their country, it's legal to drink. And um, they're down here and they're in your house. It's after the bond spiel. And uh, they want to crack open a couple beers. Would it be okay for you to do that and say, you know, you're in my house. You're, you're not going anywhere. I know Under you're familiar with that. Under those yes. Uh, no, we, well, I... When I lived in, in Belgium in high school, we would have traveling teams, and we had this come up, and I had this come up personally, because I would be traveling myself. That's a that's a very interesting question. So, there, yeah, there's definitely multiple arguments on the subject, but I've, I've always tended to lean towards what you just said, that if they're going to stay in the house... They can drink as much as they want because I know where they are mm -hmm. and they'll be here regardless. I landed on being a parent if I knew their parents or I would ask their parents. Like I'm assuming yeah. that if like a 17 or an 18 year old, you know, came from Toronto and stayed in Minneapolis, there probably is going to be some communication with the parents. And well, I would imagine I would that their parents know, would be right. like, yeah, that's okay. Rugby has a very similar culture of what would be called broom stacking. And it's, you know, you basically beat the crap out of someone and then go have a drink with them. Uh, and that carries over into curling very well because you don't have to get beat up. Hmm. You don't, <laughs> you don't have to go to the hospital usually. Uh, and so that part of it is... It's interesting that you got to rugby because that was going to be my next question. I was going to ask you if there were similarities... Uh, in the cultures between rugby and curling, and or their differences? I would say there's definite similarities, apart from both games being Scottish in some way. Uh, rugby was obviously a little more south towards London. I didn't know rugby was Scottish. It's it's English. Or Scottish. I, yeah, it's Scottish. Yeah, <laughs> right. Sense. What position did you play in rugby? Were you a hooker? <laughs> I was a hooker because I was short and stout. Yeah, so I played hook. Um, oh, that sounds so much better than hooker. Yeah, I played hook. hook. Hook, yeah. And then uh, ended up at scrum half senior year. I actually fly half most of the year, but scrum half and fly half by the end. Yeah, that was the most fun I've had sporting in my life was playing high school rugby. Did you play rugby in college? I didn't, and I should have. When you get really angry, how do you express that? <laughs> uh Probably with drinking. <laughs> when you want to really let, let loose and party and be happy, how do you express that? Oh, by getting angry, of course. <laughs> yeah. We're kind of to the end of the time. 
Yeah, I really I, appreciate you coming out here. Yeah, and, thanks uh, for having me. I'm glad we could finally uh, actually connect. This is fun. I had a good right. time. All right. Well, cheers. Let's uh, let's finish off our whiskey. Yeah. Cheers. What are we drinking? We're drinking Knob Creek. Knob Creek. Hundred proof. Touch of ice. A little strong. Cheers. <laughs>